If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. Hi, Marissa. Good to see you this morning. This broadcast originally appeared in the Self-Sewn Wardrobe Facebook group. Hi, Karen. So if you want to watch live videos, get sewing questions answered live, and be a part of a really fun, inclusive, kind group, then go to facebook.com slash groups slash self-sewn wardrobe, and I will approve your request to join. Ahem, I didn't do all my vocal warm-ups this morning. I guess I should have. Um, And just a reminder that the live schedule is going to be Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So today is a Monday, so the next time I will see you live is on Wednesday. And once again, make sure to say hello if you're joining in. It's nice to see you all. And then I just have to give a shout-out to my wonderful, fashionable mother for being so, oh, what's the word, farsighted in being able to know that this jacket would become fashionable decades after she originally wore it. This is my mom's suede jacket. It's um, two shades of purple and uh, some pink and some white, and I love it. Uh, this this jacket fits me pretty nicely, and it's a cropped style, and uh, I, I just absolutely love to wear it, and I think of my mom, of course, and how cool she is. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Janelle. Hi, Becky. Good to see you. Um, We had a really successful uh, Black Friday and um, Small Business Saturday. So thank you all who uh, made uh, orders over the weekend. Uh, Oh, Glenda says snowy Monday. uh, And hello, Tracy. It actually, uh, it frosted a little bit here. It hasn't snowed yet, but I saw that it's like snowed in Arizona. So Anyway, (laughs) uh, the weather is doing some crazy things. Hi, Donna. Um, So if you are still wanting to get in on some of those Black Friday deals, you can go to SoHere.com slash Friday, and they're all listed there. There's some serger threads still on sale, otter wax, a few more patterns. But uh, thank you all for your support and your orders. And I reminded everyone at the beginning of the broadcast that I'll see you again live on Wednesday and Thursday. So the new schedule is that I will... Um, be live at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays each week. Um, I asked for a little bit of feedback about the live broadcast today. And if anybody has any, you know, burning questions about anything, um, you all have been sharing some really wonderful makes. Uh, Cherise shared some kitty pajamas and she, um, Ask some questions about buttonholes and stabilizers. So I plan to cover some buttonhole questions on Wednesday. Uh, so I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be talking about stabilizer and how to sew successful buttonholes. Um, Donna asked about project pace. She said that she, you know, had all these plans to get things done, you know, on a day off, and then all of a sudden, you know, she only got one dress done, but she sees other people who can say, you know, I've gotten six skirts finished today. And she's like, are they just fibbing? And <laughs> I know that Jackie, um, who's a customer who lives here, who comes into our store quite often, you know, she said, oh, I had the best best laid plans, best intentions of getting all these things done. And 
I am now eating lunch at 4 p.m. and, you know, nothing has gotten finished and now I need some wine and I don't want to, you know, get some, uh, be using sharp implements after such a frustrating day. And so I think it's important that we all recognize that what a lot of people share on social media is the ideal or, I mean, isn't it exciting? Isn't it fun to kind of like brag on social media and be like, I got this thing finished. Yes. Or this was a six skirt day or something like that. Um, You know, Donna said she'd been working on a wrap dress. And then I think about skirts and I think, you know, skirt can mean a lot of different things. I, there's a skirt that mom and I make on the serger that's a circle skirt with like an elastic waistband, or excuse me, not an elastic waistband, you could do that too, but with a self-fabric waistband that you could literally make in 20 minutes, and so maybe even less, uh, depending on how you cut them out and everything. So, you know, I think it depends on the difficulty of the project that people are working on, the type of project that people are working on, and also the type of pattern they're working on and their experience level. Um... You know what I see on social media that people brag about doing that I'm like, are they just lying? Are they full of it? And there are some knitters in this group, so you can tell me. <laughs> but people are like, oh, I got five chapters of this book read while I knitted these socks. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so there are people who read and knit at the same time. I believe them. I'm not, I'm not calling anybody a liar. But. That's my personal, like, Donna, if you're saying, oh, my God, I saw somebody who said they made six skirts in a day. If you're saying that that kind of confuses you or confounds you, then I'm saying people who read, like, with their eyes and knit at the same time, then I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know how you do that. So that's cool, you know. And Fred says, and how many kids and cats are climbing in their sewing table? So, yeah, maybe that person got six skirts done because – you know, their kids were out of the house for a day, or um, maybe you got distracted and didn't get everything you wanted to do uh, because the kids and the cats were, you know, climbing all over the place. Um, and both of you, uh, or Riley and Donna, have both mentioned audiobooks, and uh, they, uh, they, they are so nice. That's why we think that uh, podcasts are so wonderful for the sewing community because you can listen to them while you're sewing or doing anything or, you know, a lot of people who sew, um, I think that all of us are just hard workers, you know, we're even like, it's a hobby that attracts people who want some some a bit of a challenge, you know. And hello to Kenyatta and um oh who else joined us? I said hello to Riley. Uh you know. So I um we we don't sew because it's easy, I don't think. You know, and this is actually a a topic that I want to discuss with mom uh in on the sewing out loud podcast, but I feel like we are doing so many things all at once generally, that one, it's hard for us to put aside time to sew. And then that also can mean that it can put aside or that that it can, you know, mean that you don't have the time to master a skill or something like that. So just keep that in mind as you go to like try something new, that if this is your hobby, if this isn't what you do for a living, 
You don't do it all the time. That's why you're a part of groups like this. You know, that's why we're here for you because we've made the mistakes or we have the recommendations to make. Um, So just everybody sews at their own pace. Certain days I feel like I get so much done. And certain days I... I don't get anything done, and it can be for any number of reasons. Oh, excuse me. I'm going to take another drink. This this weather has got me all stuffed up. Oh, and good morning to Jacqueline. Hi, Mom. Um, Mom, I already talked about your jacket, but she's just joining in. <clears throat> so anyway, we all sew at our own pace, and I think it's important to not be too judgmental of yourself. So I think it was... Somebody just commented and it scrolled away, but uh, one of our watchers just commented, commented, I think I'm rather lazy. And I think that that is so, that's something that um, a lot of us are afraid of being is lazy. Like we see all this productivity or we see all of the, um, we see all of the things that other people are making and we're like, oh my gosh. I must just not be using my time well, or I must just be lazy or inefficient or something like that. Just just forget all that, okay? Because if you were really lazy, you wouldn't be worried about being lazy, right? You know? Um, <laughs> if you were really worried that you were, um, you know, a bump on a log and you weren't doing anything, that's not... that's not who you are. Just like when people say that they worry if they're raising their kids right. Well, if you're worried about it, it's probably a good sign, right? So just leave that all behind. Um, I do, I this does bring me to my current project that I'm working on that I've shared a little bit um, with you guys and haven't shared a lot of details, but is the wardrobe planner. And it's a, it's a sewing project planner. There are a few other products like this out on the market, but I think that um, I do want to strive to do something a little different with it. And I want there to be room in the planner for reflection on use of time. Now, of course, you also have to set aside time to write in the planner. I know. Believe me, I've been there. Um, But I think the project pace brings me to the next topic that I'm going to discuss this morning, even though you guys had a few other suggestions uh, from my post in the group, and that is when to quit on a project. And this prompt came from Jean, and she is uh, one of our newer members to the group. And so welcome, Jean. She's been posting and and, and uh, sharing, and it's great to see everybody. Oh, hi, Mary. It was good to see you in the store the other day. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Um, and Jean said, when do you know to quit on a project? And I think she was maybe working on a pattern um, from Tina Givens. And I wasn't familiar with Tina Givens until recently. She is a, like a, you know, a fabric designer, and then she also has like a, I think she has a group and a website and like kind of a subscription type thing where you get new patterns. And her aesthetic is very um, artistic and flowy. Everything looks to be pretty easy fitting. Um, but Jean mentioned that, oh my gosh, I have a larger bust. I have larger shoulders. Um, you know, than the average bear, I guess. Uh, and this pattern's not fitting me. And she said there are no darts. And I, I was like, well, I hesitate to be critical of a pattern with no darts because the EZT, you know, the class that our, our only, you know, online class right now has no darts. But 
I want to I want to break down a little bit of Jean's problem here. <clears throat> the pattern didn't have darts, and it doesn't fit her. She really likes how some of the pattern worked out, like the binding on the armholes, et cetera, et cetera. And I really want to create somehow a path for people to be successful at sewing anything. And I think that part of that path to start off with is getting to know your body. And you need to get to know your body so that you can look at that pattern and say, Things without darts don't fit me well. And I'm, Jean, if you're watching this or you watch this later, I I don't mean to like criticize your process, but I see this a lot. People will come in and ask for advice on patterns or they will uh, bring in some patterns or ask like, what should I make, et cetera. And we can often say, you know, this isn't a good first, you know, thing for you to sew because it's too complicated or you have um, a, a very large bust Uh, And this pattern, look at the largest size. It doesn't accommodate your bust. So if you are going to make this, you're going to have to mess around with the pattern, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like the first step on the path of maybe not even getting to that place where you want to quit is to be able to look at flat patterns, measure yourself, get an idea. And it's kind of reverse engineering a pattern. And that's really inconvenient sounding. But it's kind of what you have to do. There's a lot of talk about making muslins in this group. There's a lot of talk about um, altering patterns from uh, pattern companies that are independent or that are part of the big four. And so I feel like um, we need to make that path for people to get to know their bodies and get to be, you know, discerning consumers of patterns and I know that it's hard because you can't always get the, out the pattern and look at it. But maybe if we can kind of break down certain types of garments, that would be good. And then I'm just going to give a little plug for the Easy Tea class because I think that that class um, can give you a lot of a lot of insight into what your body looks like when translated into a flat pattern. Um, okay, so when to quit though? Let's let's talk about that. Um, I don't want Jean to quit on her pattern on her on her garment I want her to find a solution especially if she spent some time binding armholes like (laughs) I want to help you Jean you know I I don't I don't want you to throw that away but I have thrown things away I have completely stopped making a garment and and thrown it out okay so I think that I've thrown away fewer things after knowing a little bit more about my body because I have seen some posts in this group or even on Instagram where someone says, I got completely finished with this garment and put it on and it doesn't fit me. And I'm like, wait a second. Let's say it's a shirt with sleeves. You should be trying on that garment at every step of the process or take that flat pattern and hold it up to your body or you cut it out, you got the front done, hold it up to your body. Stop. You know, make that muslin. Hold it up to your body. You can maybe immediately say, oh my gosh, this size doesn't, doesn't fit me. Or I need, you know, two different sizes blended together. You can't just make it all the way through and then expect it to go on your body perfectly. Unless maybe you've made it before. Um, so I think that that's a big part of 
knowing when to quit. Obviously, if something goes on your body and it completely doesn't fit you, you need to give it to somebody else or maybe you can like cut it up and add in more fabric or something like that. Um, A garment that I have quit on recently and actually I'm going to pause for a second here. I think it's behind me. Hold on a second. Or maybe I threw it away. (laughs) Okay, so maybe I actually have thrown it away. Um, But I made a Morris blazer. Well, I've made made, uh, one and I don't... Okay, I've made one Morris blazer completely. <laughs> and you guys have seen me wear it. It's the gray denim. Uh, but uh, and that, it, it fits me great. Like, I, I like how that pattern fits me. <clears throat> I think the Morris blazer is a little bit of a challenge for some people. I think it doesn't have the most inclusive sizing. But um, I, do, I, I do think it has some flaws. But anyway, um, I... Tried to make my first Morris blazer, and I made it out of a Ponty knit, and this is one of the recommended fabrics for the Morris blazer. And the pattern designer, um, you know, Jen from Grainline Studio, <clears throat> she said to interface the lapels. And for some reason, I thought, like, I can get away without interfacing these lapels. Like, this Ponty is stable enough, da-da-da-da-da. And then... I get it put together, like almost all the way put together. And it's fitting me great. It's fitting me wonderful. Except then I put the lapels on and, uh, you know, the the facing, the lapels are all kind of like the same pattern piece. And it's just way too drapey of a fabric. You know, I should have interfaced it. I should have followed the pattern directions. And so let's talk about this. At this point, and I, I wish I had the blazer, but, you know, I like to throw away things that I'm not gonna make anymore um at this point I put all this effort into putting the sleeves in okay so I did all that I put the sleeves in I put the front and the back of the jacket together and I then I put the lip the facing and the lapels on and I did it on the sewing machine with the ponty and I think I used I just used a normal straight stitch and I should have used a longer straight stitch it would have held up just fine. And then it would have been easier to take out too. And so I've got this garment there that fits me okay. But the only way to remedy this garment is to take apart this entire facing. Okay. It's going to take me a ton of time. And I could just cut out a new one in the time that it would take me to take everything apart. So what did I do wrong here? I didn't follow the instructions of the pattern maker, okay? So I'm going to take complete responsibility for this. When you don't do what the pattern maker tells you to, you can be playing with fire. It's okay to break the rules, but you just have to own up to it. You can't say, oh, this didn't work out and it's the pattern maker's fault. No, it was, you know, you didn't do something that they told you to do, okay? So first of all, I'm taking full responsibility for that. And then second of all, 
I think it's time to cut my losses. The fabric was pretty inexpensive. Um, it's not like I was working with $25 a yard silk or something like that. And this is when I'm going to quit, is when the time that it's going to take me to fix it is going to be way too much. Now, Jean, with your fairly maybe simple silhouetted, uh, you know, dress, I wonder if it might not take too much time to fix it. But that's kind of up to you. And it's up to you whether you throw it away or whether you're going to like save it and cut it up and use, you know, use it for something else. Okay. So when I quit is when I just really don't see the time, the time investment panning out. Okay. Uh, is anybody else, if, if anybody has any stories about quitting on something or not knowing when to quit, I'd love to hear them. But that's kind of when I do it. Now, I think it takes a lot for me to quit. I think as I've learned more, this is what happens. I've got a better idea of fit. And then also, I've got a better idea of what can be remedied. You know, mom says she doesn't do anything anymore that pisses her off. Good idea. <laughs> if you start to get really angry at your project, you can quit, okay? Um, I am, this has inspired me to include in the wardrobe planner a a page <laughs> that says, like, I quit making this garment. And I think this would be useful for me. I don't like to keep things around that didn't work out. And then I can kind of forget, you know, what went wrong with this. Um, what... What could I have done differently? So even if you're going to throw the garment away, which I completely recommend, it's just fine. Um, maybe you need to have a place where you write down, hey, this is what I did wrong. I'm going to do it differently next time. And you can go back and flip through that. So the, oh, mom says, what pisses me off, Paige? Maybe that, that should be what it's called. We'll have an X-rated, an R-rated uh, wardrobe planner. Um, as well as a PG-13 one, okay? Um, this whole journaling and reflecting thing is something I've struggled with my entire life, okay? I've started so many diaries. I go back and look at them. I've got them from when I was like 11. Uh, I, I, I have really old diaries and I, I you know, obviously quit doing them, Um but then sometimes on a very interesting journey, like a journey of learning new sewing techniques or a journey of transforming a business like we are doing right now, I think I really would like to see a record of how far we've come. You know, um, I would really uh, like to, you know, kind of look at where the dreams started or where the problems started and, and see where those things have gone. So I've been trying to recommit myself to just a little bit of record keeping, you know. Um, and I think that can be really, really useful in our sewing. And we all like to consume media, you know, that people like to, to watch these videos and to listen to the podcasts. And so that's where I think that this wardrobe planner, along with the support of the group, can be nice. You know, if you're watching the live broadcast or you watch it later, write down a couple of your thoughts or, you know, um, you know, make sure before you start your project, just write down what pattern you're using, what your measurements were, et cetera, et cetera. That's what the wardrobe planner is going to be about. And I, um, I, I do think that 
it's going to help you and hopefully it helps me as well. <laughs> um, but I do want to say I'm coming out with a planner and I'm not the best planner. I'm I am not going to come out with this planner and say, I um, did a bunch of research and I know what works to get things done. No, we're all working together. We're all doing this without judgment and we're all going to, you know, try to get to a place where we are making our own clothes. So uh, thank you all so much for joining in with me today. On Wednesday, I'm going to discuss buttonholes and stabilizer and I'm going to get a sewing machine out. I always find it um uh, entertaining and stressful to get the sewing machine out and use it <laughs> in these broadcasts, but <laughs> I'm going to do it for you. So uh, I think I'll, I'll sew up some samples, or I, I don't have anything to put buttonholes in right now, um, but I will sew up some samples and talk about stabilizer on Wednesday for buttonholes. Keep the conversation going about when you quit on projects and uh, what you like to do when you quit on a project, and I will be answering comments today. Uh, and, uh, thank you so much for listening and I will see you all again on Wednesday and I think that's November 30th. Yes. Um, so thank you so much for watching today and have a wonderful Monday. If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes.